Oh, geez. The fact that we're signing anybody with the name Jared, I, I still haven't gotten my uh, letter of intent yet. Welcome, everyone, to Stay of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis. And just a quick apology for my voice. I am actually uh, losing it as we speak. Hopefully, uh, I can actually keep it through the end of the episode. But luckily, I got my two co-hosts here who are going to make sure to uh, <laughs> speak up if uh, I lose my voice here. <laughs> Sharon Jared, I think as he always. Said, I, think, I think he said co-host, but it sounded like he said ghosts because his voice <laughs> is going. So I think he said he's got his two ghosts here. <laughs> of all the things we usually lose ar- around here, it's usually not our voices. Minds maybe, but not really voices. So, yeah, I'm sure Luis will, will weather through it somehow, but, uh, you know, don't force it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but today we thought we'd do an episode for you guys, especially with the holiday season being here uh, as we record just a few days. And so <laughs> we want to make sure we get an episode out so uh, we don't I'm have sorry, to deal with uh, Your voice just cracked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so. sorry, Jared. <laughs> uh, some of the topics that we'll be covering today are some of our recent player signings, our current roster status, um, a little bit of the gossip that's going on here and there and everywhere. And uh, one of the other things that that came to mind or came to light just recently was our favorite topic of U.S. Open Cup based on uh, 2022, how fun it was for us. And then the news and then the retraction, not retraction by the MLS, but, but the stomping out of the hope of MLS to drop out of the having their first team participate in the U.S. Open Cup and then having U.S. soccer grab, I mean, have uh, courage to say, no, we're going to kind of reject that request of yours. So here we are. We're going to talk about a few things. Jared, what other things have we got up our sleeve today? Well, we've also got some words of uh, some of the more recent signings that the team has made. There's been an update since the last episode, of course. So we'll look into that as well as the schedule has come out for the entire USL championship for 2024. With that, there unfortunately comes the official word that RGV has folded. And as a result, uh, to keep the conferences equal, there's been some realignment going, uh, going on as well. So we'll get into further detail about that in tonight's episode. Luis, are you back? All right, I think I'm back. We'll see for how long, but... <laughs> Yeah, great topics. And, you know, let's go ahead and get started with that first one that we mentioned here earlier. MLS and the Open Cup and just the mess, right? Like, what is going on with MLS, right? Why are they trying to drop out? I know teams in USL have made some of the MLS look bad in the past, but I'm not buying the whole, like, they have a tight schedule. I know League's Cup is happening, but... You know what? Open Cup, single game elimination, not that many MLS teams when it comes to quarterfinal time, right? Which would be around the summertime. So what do you guys think? What's going on? So reading Paul Kennedy's article in Soccer America, it was evident that there's a lot more at play regarding MLS and their desire to not field their first team. I mean, there's all kinds of restrictions with how the bargaining agreement. I mean, there's, you know, and how they can play their roster and, you know, bring players up and not, and, you know, if one team gets hit with a bazillion injuries, it's going to, yeah, it's just, they've got some weird technicalities laying underneath them. And so I think that was at one of the 
one of the considerations for MLS, but I'm not going to make excuses for them because at the end of the day, most people are pointing the finger right at Don Garber and the way that he runs the league, the, the MLS league. And then, you know, all right, we had angst, pros and cons angst of having the MLS, the second teams year a year ago, drop all the way out of competition in the USL Champions League. So when we got wind of that two years ago, that they would be pulling out and pulling back and creating the MLS Next Pro level, which is they consider it a division two, but I don't think so. I think it's lower than ours. So I, I, I don't know. I'm still saying that USLC is competitive enough that it should be top tier league. At the end of the day, somebody wrote, and I believe this to be true, back when 1994 happened and the Olympics were here, it was stated very clearly that we had to form a professional soccer league at a division one level. MLS was the first to the table, even though we had the A-League at, you know, at the time that was belling up to the bar. United Soccer Leagues was just kind of getting their feet on the ground a little bit more, but it was, it was an interesting history back then. And MLS just ended up being the party that claimed itself to be the Division One level. Do you guys all remember the A-League, which morphed into what is now USL Championship League? Do you guys all remember that? Yeah, I remember they started carrying it on uh, Fox Sports Net or uh, Sports Channel America in its infancy. So I remember wa- watching that uh, for a little bit. Didn't really see any teams I-, I recognized back then. Obviously, now you know we we can recall, but back then, yeah, I mean the USL at that time was definitely growing. They were trying to get a foothold in, in U.S. soccer around the same time that the MLS was. I mean, this was back in the uh, days when the MLS had the goalie wars uh, for you know for instead of the penalty kicks and everything like that right but this just i mean to see how far usl has grown since those mid uh, mid 90s to now i mean it's it's surprising that usl championship isn't first division right and that's and jared those are some of the things those are some of the things that are kind of being stated underneath it all is usl has figured a way to grow soccer in a different fashion than just plunking stadiums down all over the United States. Because remember, one of the key things for us to get MLS here in Sacramento was we had to have a stadium plan and a downtown core that was going to revitalize a downtown core and bring economic development. And like all of these things that ticked off the list and, and, oh, and by the way, allow them to play soccer there, you know, field it. And then we, we got, dangled along for so long and then we got it yanked because you know nobody signed on the dotted line ron burkle and and so we 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 didn't go mls we would have loved it at the time we were excited about it because you know anytime you go major league anything it brings a, a level of prestige it brings the television stuff although i will tell you reading some of the information having mls games behind a paywall with apple plus mls segment of it is much harder for people to dial in and watch than it was when it was on regular broadcast television, where you could find a game on broadcast television, whether it was NBC sports affiliate or whatnot. But to, you know, to say some folks are saying, well, many of the games are free to watch. You don't have to have, you don't have to go behind the paywall for Apple. You know, it just depends on the game and that some of them are televised on Fox and some other affiliates. Okay, fine. But at the end of the day, 
what is MLS's goal? Is it player development? I don't know. We're bringing a bunch of retired European players, you know, famous guys over here. I still love watching MLS games. Don't get me wrong. I will tune it on if there's nothing else. But I will say this, the, the marketing the the marketing agency for the MLS and U.S. Soccer Federation is one and the same. And apparently, when you look at that, you wonder, why is the U.S. Open Cup not as mar- heavily marketed and figured out as much as MLS is? And so is there a, a, a lack of talent to market the U.S. Open Cup to bring in the revenue streams that is necessary to make it even a more juicy competition, you know, with teams that are more willing to play in it, it, otherwise known as MLS level, or was it, you know, you just don't know what was going on behind the scenes. We'll never know unless somebody does an investigative reporting, otherwise known as I think Soccer America and ESPN. Oh gosh, what's the affiliate with ESPN? ESPN FC. Thank you because they've come out very strongly opinionated some of their reporters. So, so until somebody actually does some digging and investigating and and starts figuring out what was behind MLS's ultimate decision besides they they were going to have too many games to play with these beautiful players that they have. I mean, you look at who's all you know, Carlos Vela. I mean, he was in and out of being injured this year a little bit, you know, and so so what what's fair, what's fair? I think it's all fair. All competitions are fair. People were comparing the amount of competitions being played in England and other European clubs, and they have league league and tournament games as well, and no more or no less than what would be expected of MLS players. Granted, our playing season is bizarre because it doesn't match up with the playing seasons overseas. You know, we play through the heat of the summer, whereas they play through the freezing winters, you know? And so it's like, okay, we don't, you know, we let our players rest over the winter holidays. Anyhow, it was an interesting thing. I am glad U.S. soccer grew a pair and said, no, this tournament is all about David and Goliath. And we will have the Goliaths out there or the supposed Goliaths out there to make it a lot more fun. Plus, I'll tell you what, you know, just winning, what was it? What did our, our did we win $100,000 as a club? I think it was, I don't know, it was some yeah. amount of yep. Yeah. 100000 Yep. Yeah. And even just that was super special. I'm sure it was spent all in one night kind of a thing, you know, because <laughs> they were, they rented out some fancy hotel or whatever, you know, for everybody, not us, but, you know, for their own people to go to afterwards. But at, at, at the end of the day, it's a fun tournament and it's supposed to be about growing soccer. Why isn't the marketing geniuses making sure that it gets promoted appropriately? Mm-hmm. Anyhow, I'm done. That is my spiel. You guys take it from here. Yeah, no, I'm glad you mentioned all that. And yeah, I, I was a big critic of US soccer when the Orlando Spygate happened, right? In the final. And now I, I greatly applaud them because it, it's not easy to tell MLS, like, hey, we're not going to do whatever you want. We know the power that MLS has, but hey, they didn't care, right? They looked out over all the other divisions and you know what? You got to be happy for that because they made it fair. The rules are there and they, they got to be uh, respected, right? By anyone participating. So we'll see what happens now that they ruled against them, right? Like what are they going to do now? 
I know. They, they still don't want to be a part of it. But what were the consequences? They'll probably have to find a way to bring up the MLS Next Pro players because that's ultimately, I mean, every team feels their mm. bench or they feel their academy players in the beginning or mm-hmm. against what they uh, what they view to be lesser opponents, otherwise not known as Kitsap Pumas. <laughs> We're back there. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for anybody listening. That was a terrible memory of ours a few years ago when we fielded just a basic squad, no, nothing special against Kitsap Pumas. We got bounced out of the U.S. Open Cup by a, what was it, a, a high school team? I'm kidding. It wasn't. Um. <laughs> No, this year we were close to also getting eliminated, right? By a similar, maybe level team, right? Do you remember, Sharon? You were there yeah. witnessing it. <laughs> yeah, we were there. We were there. So, all very good food for thought. Hey, and if anybody listening has some opinions, once you see this posted and you've listened to it, drop us a note. You know, let us, uh, we've been reading your opinions, you know, because there's so many threads out there. So, we've been mm. tuning in, Jared and myself and Luis. We've been kind of monitoring the key threads that are out there, you know, from U.S. Soccer's own post to P- MLS, MLS players. I don't know. It's some off the wall Facebook page, but we've been monitoring some of the chat and you all have been like key commenters on, you know, praising U.S. Soccer. And we also posted a poll on our Instagram page and our, and I think it got picked up on our Facebook wall that basically said, you know, are you, are you in favor of letting MLS not participate or whatever that however it was phrased and i will say a bunch of to a couple of you said let them drop out let MLS first tier not play but most people over 80% of the participants in our little uh, silly poll want MLS to play you know it's like bring them make them play make them play so keep telling us what you think no, I think what surprises me and them not taking it seriously, especially for, for this year, is that unless things are going to change, but I haven't heard anything change on in those terms, but the champion of the Open Cup gets a berth to the CONCACAF Champions League. You are so correct. How yeah. could they want to give up that, right? Because that could mean a USL team making it to the Champions League for the first time, right? So. I mean, if they want to kick them out, if they really don't want to be a part of it, you know what? I might even be okay with that because how awesome would it be to see a team from USL be a part of that tournament? Like USL at the international level. Like, I think that makes them look bad. So I don't know why they haven't thought about that because if they don't want USL to get some of the spotlight, that's kind of contrary to what they want, right? So so there's that. So I want to welcome a couple of new, and I don't know if you've been listening to the podcast, but we just had a, a player and, and a staff of Sac Republic actually start following us on Instagram. And I, I can't appreciate you enough, or, you know, I, I, I really praise you for following along and hopefully we'll on Instagram continue to post some interesting things for y'all to engage with. We're just basic. We're not, we don't have a huge marketing arm. You know, we rely on each other to, you know, find the articles to repost or put on a story or do a vignette, which isn't too common, but occasionally it happens. And of course, Luis, the master behind the curtain 
of making sure that the podcasts get up and elevated, you know, really appreciate that. So all of the folks that have joined us on social media, we do appreciate you and the players, since you're following us and you take a peek at our stories, we appreciate that a ton. All right. Okay. Let's dive into, uh, since I have a voice (laughs) and Luis Urbano is losing his, let's dive into some of the, the players that are staying. We were, last time we talked, we were like freaking out. Oh, is Nami coming back? Is, you know, Shane, who are these guys? Are they coming back? Well, yes, everybody's coming back. Arnold Lopez is coming back. Aldair, hey, news. We all know Aldair was picked up in the draft. You know, he, he, DC United, was it DC United snagged him, right? Yeah, it was DC United that uh, selected him in the second round of the MLS Super Draft. But just to avoid any confusion, it's mainly for the MLS rights. So he's still under contract with the Republic. But should he decide to venture out into the MLS, his rights are taken by DC United. So just to give some clarification on that, because even for some of us, it is a little confusing because we're thinking, wait a second, he's playing for us. He's going over there now. Yeah. So, yeah, no, he's under contract with us. Thank you for saying that. So, yes, Jacker's back. Dami, Lee, Jared Timmer, Shane, Roro, uh, Sebastian Herrera. Let's stay healthy, Seba. Russell Ciceroni. Okay, you guys have to stop drinking sometime in January, February. Get that liver ready to go. Okay, that was not directed at any one player in particular. DK, you know, we don't know how much we're going to see Davian Kimbrough. Rafa Huarege, he's still with us. Nick Ross, the boss. It looks like we still have Christian Parano. Connor Donovan, of course, we big splash. Connor Donovan, Danny Videolo were like offered multi-year contracts, whatever. So that's awesome. We love them. Arnold Lopez, I already mentioned. Luis Felipe back. We it's like, what is he back? Oh, yes, he's back. So we're cool. We're cool. We also picked up a couple more academy players, Blake Willie and Chibi. Oh my gosh, people are talking about Chibi. He's so young. And Blake Willie. You know what? We always do this, so it's nothing new, but I will say these guys have good soccer pedigrees. I know Blake Willie's soccer pedigree, and he's a soccer brain. If you look at his dad and the experience of his dad, so it's really, really cool. So we got that now, and I want uh, Jared to talk about some of the new signings with Jared Mazzola and Jonathan Ricketts, and we did talk about Trevor Amon before, so Jared, take it away for these new signings that we just picked up. Oh, jeez. The fact that we're signing anybody with the name Jared, I, I still haven't gotten my uh, letter of intent yet. So, but none, but nonetheless, I digress. You know, but but no, I've seen so, some footage and word about uh, Jared Mazzola. I mean, he looks at like a good solid uh, backup. It's still a shame that you know we we lost Car- Carlos, but you know what? He is a great goalkeeper himself. I know he he needs the minutes, so to make sure that he is able to get those. We unfortunately had to part ways, but not not too far. But Jared Mazzola, I mean, definitely looks like a great pickup from Greenville Triumph. Uh, Greenville's been a good, Hop good in. heavyweight. Always been been a good powerhouse team there in the USL League 1, I believe, if, if I'm not mistaken, for Greenville. But uh, it's going to be good to see him, you know, get some minutes here and there, you know, whenever Danny needs to you know, t- take some time off. So, our our goalkeep uh, is our goalkeep union is going to be solid this year once again. So, with both Danny and Jared, 
And of course, the other Jared that's playing uh, in, in midfield as well. So it's 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 going to be pretty pretty busy there. But also, we picked up a uh, Jonathan Ricketts, another quality uh, grab here. He had previously played for the now folded Rio Grande Valley uh, FC. So at least he's not going to have too much off time. So that's always good. Looking at this, he's had 62 appearances for RGV, and, the, and he's gotten four goals. He's played with other teams as well, such as Chattanooga FC, Dalton Red Wolves, and the Chattanooga Red Wolves. So we're seeing a bit of a, a wolf uh, theme here. <laughs> but, but let's just hope he, he still maintains that hunger on the pitch for Republic FC. So that's going to be another good one. And then another uh, pickup we have here is going to be Trevor Amon uh, with the Northern Colorado Hailstorm. And this is basically a big, big signing because he was, he's gotten so many accords, acclamations from the past year. He was USL League one player of the year from last year. And now he's made the upgrade to USL Championship with the Hailstorm. I mean, he's definitely put on a, a good clinic. I mean, he's gotten goals, he's gotten minutes, he's gotten accolades. So this is definitely going to be a, a great pickup. And of course, also he'll, you know, probably I'm hoping he's going to be on the roster when we go to Colorado Springs. So that's going to be a great thing for us. And also for some of his old fans from Northern Colorado, they don't have to go too far to see their boy again. Well, that's interesting. All very good wrap up now. So we've got this Trevor Amon who's going to sit around up front a little bit. You know, we don't see Zico Lewis on the roster and you remember Zico, Zico played a certain role as well. And Luther, Luther signed with Monterey Bay, which means we get to do road trips and see our man. And I think we're we're gaming in or zeroing in on June, what is it, 8th when we travel to Monterey. So we all must go, you know, we must go because we want to go see Luther. But Trevor's taking the place. Trevor's going to be in the hot seat to produce some goals. Is he going to be a nine or is he going to be, you know, a 10? Is What's he going to be? What's he going to be? A seven? We don't know. You know, Keko wore the seven jersey last year, you know, and, and although he was listed as a midfielder, he also had success as a striker in his past. So so we'll see. But Trevor's a, die, a diehard forward, you know, think Luther, but maybe a little different, right? Nose for the goal. We're lamenting our loss with losing Luther and we just hope we lo- we learn to love Trevor just as much. So Trevor, if you're listening to this, you know, just get a couple goals you and Russell and Seba and you know, you guys just get a few goals in your pockets and even in preseason, show us what you got cuz we really want to fall in love with you cuz Sacramento is like the most wonderful place to play and live and we accept, you know, it's just it's an amazing soccer club and it's an, a great organization great place to live we want to love you but you got to show us what you got yeah no a uh, good recap on them i'm still a little disappointed that keko and luther uh, had to leave because uh they they left us a mark right like they did so much for us and i think they should have done more of an effort to keep them right i don't know why more wasn't done well I, I will say Keko was very magical. And, you know, if there's any rumors of him being, oh, the typical player from Europe who's, I don't want to say the word high maintenance, but has high standards, you got to learn how to live with a player like like that. You know, if if 
if he's if, if a player has a strong personality but delivers you just learn to thicken your skin you know at the upper echelons you know mm-hmm. the whomevers you know the the managers and people above who are heard like the personnel managers for the team like Mark and and the assistant coaches because what we got from him was something we haven't seen in a while you know Keko's a basically humble guy and he's very friendly to all the fans that's rare so what whatever i just wish we could find a way to to keep him around there's got to be a way there's just got to be a way i know people have listened people have told me that if somebody else can step into that role how often though do you get a european player from spain where they have the best touch we've tried in the past to bring in guys that apparently had touch but they didn't we've never had somebody quite like keko you know pete pennant nope he didn't have it Keko's been one of the rare birds. I mean, you can compare him to the kind of touch that Roro has, but Keko's even, you know, more speed. He's got more uh, foot speed. I don't know. I'm I'm droning on and on. Let's move on. We lost Danny Deach. Danny Dekio, he's he's moved on and we're so happy for him. He is now the head coach of Detroit City FC. I think we talked about this on our last podcast, but I will say this. He's a good fit. It's closer to home for him because, you know, he's from Canada originally. And, you know, we're just going to miss him. He was quite the presence and he was quite the calming presence in the locker room, I'm sure. Uh, The guys all loved him and it's good for him. Detroit City FC has been one of our favorite, like, sister teams ever since the U.S. Open (laughs) Cup. Because we were trying to do each other's business and we immediately became their fans and they immediately became our fans based on our opponents. So it's been quite fun. Or also during playoff mode, (laughs) we've we've had some fun with Detroit City FC and I've not even been there ever, but I would, I love that team and now I love it more. And the jerseys too. Remember (laughs) last year? (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, we're really excited for him. And, uh, you know, just one more former... Republic person, maybe not player, but you know we're gonna we're gonna play against Detroit once. And speaking of playing against Detroit, Sharon or Jared, well, when you do us the honors to talk about our schedule that finally dropped this week. So happy! I alluded to the Monterey Bay schedule, but Jared, which of these games are you going to attend? First of all, everybody, pull up your schedule. Everybody out there in schedule land. Pull it up, get it up on your phone. They haven't quite gotten it to the point where you can download it on your phone. They have this special feature where you can tap a thing on their webpage and it automatically adds the calendar to your phone, your smartphone. And I love that feature, but I'm I'm waiting for that to happen. It's like, I love that feature. That way I can just see, the, see it all at once. But here we have it in front of us. Go ahead, Jared. Which games are you going to be able to attend? Well, I definitely. Well, I'm not exactly the biggest Star Wars fan, but I definitely want to be at the match on on May the fourth when they when the Republic FC come to town here in Phoenix. I know it's going to be highly contested, given the fact that it's a rematch of the Western Conference Final from this past year. So we know Phoenix is going to have a chip on their shoulder, but you know Emil. we got to do our best. Yeah, Emil. Yeah, and we're going to do our best to uh, to you know knock that chip off and hope that Phoenix Rising and maybe Emil have shot accuracy like the stormtroopers you know basically boom 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 missing everywhere dude i think this game i 
think Luis and I need to travel on May 4. I think we need to come to Phoenix. It's not too hot in May yet. I mean, it might be toasty, oh. but it's not going to be roasty, right? Uh, pro- probably about upper upper 90s, lower 100s. So yeah, what? still a good time to get out here. Upper 90s, lower 100s in May. God, Jared, I'm melting already thinking about those temperatures. Hey, happy winter Let's- solstice, by the way. Anyhow. That's nothing compared to July and August here. I mean, around that time, it gets to be about 110s or so. I mean, thankfully, I uh, hit 120. So to have this game in May in, in Phoenix, I mean, it's it's, it's going to be heaven compared to if it were scheduled for July or August. Believe me, some of us uh, Sacramento expats here are griping about that as well. So you're <laughs> not the only ones. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that game you'll make, but which one are you traveling to Sacramento for? Or would you want to travel? Which is on your list to travel? Because our home matches go like this. March 9th, opening match, Orange County. And then our next home match is March 30 against Memphis, which is a brand new team. Love to see them. I mean, the front of their logo looks like a train, which it should, I suppose. The next home match is Welcome Back Tulsa. No, wait, not Welcome Back Tulsa. Anyhow, April 13th here Tulsa, I, I think once Joaquin Rivas left Tulsa, they were dead to me. So anyhow, pardon my fish. And then April 27th, April 27th, the next home match against Loudoun. And then May 20th, jump all the way a month away. May Well, we'll have Open Cup matches somewhere in there. May 25th, we play Birmingham. And then June 1st, we're playing at home against Tampa Bay Riders. I'm skipping. I'm just doing home matches. And then... Uh, June 15th, Oakland comes to us. So maybe we'll be celebrating Juneteenth uh, four days early. We won't have a problem fielding a field, unlike the very first time Oakland hosted us a few years ago, uh, where the game was canceled, postponed, whatever, to Las Positas. June 29th. Jared, isn't that like the time frame you normally come out, or do you come during State Fair? I try to come out during the state fair and it looks like according to, to the schedule here, that is going to be July 13th with North Carolina FC who has come back from USL league one. In fact, we could kind of consider them the unofficial uh, promoted team because they won the USL league one championship this year. And now they're moving up to USL championship uh, where they previously were. So we're going to welcome them with a home match out on the West coast. Prior to that, we've also got a home match on July 3rd against Las Vegas Lights. So, hey, maybe we could actually do a double dip of uh, fireworks uh, for that match, given the fact we're most likely going to beat Las Vegas and then, of course, the weekend. So, good mix That's there. True. That's true. But then three days later, the squad, I'm, I know we're not talking about away games yet, but three days later, they have to travel to New Mexico to play New Mexico United literally three days. So. Hey, MLS, shut your pie hole with respect to having games on top of games right on top of each other. We That happens to us all the time. So just mm-hmm. shove it, whatever. And then going, okay. further into, going further into the schedule. So after the uh, home match against North Carolina, we go a couple weeks uh, on the road, but then we come back on August 3rd, taking on the Pittsburgh River Hounds. Woohoo! Wait. Can't wait for that. Basically, the only good thing out of Western Pennsylvania nowadays, so... Yeah, of course, I got my I got my reasons for that, but we're, we're not going to discuss that here. We're not going to discuss <laughs> that there, but we'll, we'll talk offline. Anyhow. Oh, yes. But after that, we've got a home match against El Paso on August 14th. That's always going to be a, a good, solid match to to watch. And I, and I believe 
if I'm not mistaken, uh, Joaquin Rivas, who we mentioned earlier, recently signed with El Paso. I'll have to verify that because I know he signed either with El Paso or New Mexico. I'll, I'll verify that. I think it's El Paso. I think you're right. Okay. Yeah. And then August 24th, one of our favorite matches against the club that shall not be named. But, we're, but we'll name them anyway. San Antonio. Uh, or, un- we- or Uncle Ruckus, right? Uncle Ruckus. <laughs> After that, in September, we get the home match against Phoenix Rising FC. So that one's going to be a true rematch, given the fact that the Western Conference Final took place in Sacramento against that same Rising team. But the Rising have also gone through some roster changes as well. So we'll go into that in a little while here. September 29th, we end up hosting New Mexico United. So that one's always one to, to want. Good game. October. Oh, yeah. October 9th, we have the Monterey Bay coming to town. They're probably going to be a little bit warm, given the fact that they don't have the, the ocean practically right there for them. And then the regular season finale. This is going to be a good one as well against Colorado Springs. Colorado Springs has uh, made some roster changes as well. Some of the former Republic FC players on that squad are now playing elsewhere, but it's still going to be a good match there. So speaking of playing elsewhere, Drew Skundrich is with Loudon now so that he can be much closer to his wifey poo since she plays on the East Coast. And But Colorado Springs re-signed Matt Mahoney. And Duke is still on the squad there for them. So our our buddies, there's still a couple Sacramento people. I don't know about Malik Foster. Thank you so much, Jared. I love you so much. I don't know if he's re-signed with Colorado uh, Springs. So it'd be stupid not to. I know he was he was deadly for them uh, for them on their behalf. He was good this last season for them. We'll see. A lot of fun away games to look at. So if you're needing to do your travel schedule, I would take a hard look at some of these games. If you're jonesing to go to Miami or, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of take a trip on the East Coast, we're out of town for a couple of weeks, March 16th and March 23rd. Weather's going to be okay in Miami on March 16th, but traveling north on March 23rd is still freaking winter. In Indianapolis. So Indy 11 on March 23rd, it's winter. Just, you know, they have like nine months of winter and not much spring. So March, there is not March here. Just Mm. saying that. So I'd rather do the St. Patrick's Day weekend in Miami. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good point. Oh, my God. That would be so much fun. I am not going to travel that far cross country. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I seriously doubt I would. But then again, if we if we all did, that would be one of the sloppiest uh, podcast episodes I, I know of. I'm giving back <laughs> one, one Miami being on South Beach during St. Patrick's Day weekend. Oh, it's going to be a hot mess. Exactly. No, I, I think Jared would want to travel to Orange County for that away match on April twentieth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hey, hang on. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was. Yeah. 420, Jared. And yeah. I already know some dispos around Burbank, so <laughs> I'm set. <laughs> <laughs> Burbank isn't that close to OC where they play, but, you know, you just yeah, keep it in your mind. Okay. Well, well the closest places I would have to go to for in OC would have to be like uh, Santa Ana or Costa Mesa. But, uh, but nonetheless, uh, that, that's that's. <laughs> 
we can sort that out. The one match that I'm kicking myself over is the trip to, to Rhode Island uh, on May 11th, because that is the same day of another of one of the music festivals I go to in, in Pasadena, Cruel World. So the same day that that match is going on and the music festival. So it's a big WTF for uh, my schedule. So I'll, I'll put it that way. Hey, we'll find a, a backup podcaster because we know when you go to these music festivals, we don't see you for the whole weekend except on social media. Pretty much because there's like no data coverage around, around these things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, yeah. now, being in Rhode Island, it's going to be three hours away from us, though, Jared. So might work out for your schedule, though, especially yeah. if it's at like 4 p.m. I mean, the, the one good thing about uh, being in Phoenix is I'm, I'm getting a lot of these uh, social media ads for Breeze Airlines or Breeze Airways, whatever it is, because they actually fly from Phoenix to Providence. I believe it's a direct flight. I'm not sure. But mm-hmm. that's and that's why I wish this match against Rhode Island in Rhode Island was scheduled on a different weekend, like maybe swap with Phoenix Rising or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> or something like that. That's funny. <laughs> so moving on the schedule. We talked already about going to Monterey Bay on June 8th to see our buddy Luther play some ball because I know he'll probably be be starting. And that's always a fun place to go watch soccer. You know, it's very intimate mm-hmm. there and not a big stadium. And it, it's just it, – and they treat us pretty well, unlike Orlando for the U.S. Open Cup. And then June 22nd, our team travels to Tulsa. You know, it's a nice seven-day – between games so it's a it's a decent schedule right through there but i i don't know where the open cup usually we start fitting in some open cup matches in may june and july so we'll see how all of that fits in for us but our team is always up for it so and then after that on july i don't see it it's hidden behind the box there we go new mexico united ah july 6th yeah, this is that really tight travel travel situation. June 29th to July 3rd, July 6th. Lots of games in a short amount of time. Travel to that. Uh, July 20, we go to Oakland. July 27, we go to Detroit. So we've got some fun times ahead if anybody wants to do all that. August 10th, Louisville City. You know, it's a real, that's a good stadium. It's a good soccer venue. Good time to go. I think one day I'm going to have to make that trek. And then right around the Labor Day weekend or right after the Labor Day weekend. Oh, we have the Labor Day weekend off. They don't have a game scheduled for us on, on the Labor Day weekend. That's awesome. Okay. So September 7th at Charleston Battery. So traveling back, uh, back east for that. September 21st at Las Vegas Lights. Mm. And then October 5th, I know we talked about, you know, some games, September 29th, October 5th, October 9th, but October 5th at San Antonio, we turn around in four days, come home and play Monterey Bay at home. So that's a quick turnaround from San Antonio where we're going to get beat up because we know how they play. They're going to, you know, injure three of our guys. So whatever. And then we have to turn around really quickly and play. So then we travel to, on October 12th, we go to Memphis, which just sounds delightful. And then October 19th at El Paso. Now, Jared, the conference alignments added, what two teams to the Western Conference again? They were in the Eastern, but the Western. Yeah, g- given both San Diego Loyal and the RGV folding, 
FC Tulsa, who you've heard in numerous episodes this year, I, I was predicting they would be making the St. Louis move. FC Tulsa is now playing in a Western Conference. And then the second team, which is also true for the NBA when you look at it, Memphis 901 FC. They're also moving to the Western Conference. So this is this is going to be very, very, very rough on, on Memphis, this move to the Western Conference. Not saying the Eastern mm-hmm. Conference is a cupcake walk or anything like that because they do have their powerhouses. But Memphis, they've had their struggles just in the Eastern Conference alone. Now you're going to have them travel all the way to the Western Coast, mm-hmm. the uh, the mountain states, the Southwest, rather than just staying on the East Coast. It's it's really going to be brutal for them. I mean, I'll, I'll put it this way. Las Vegas may finally have someone uh, that uh, they'll be looking down on uh-huh. it, it, down in the Western Conference basement. So that that's how I'm putting it. I mean, am I going to be wrong? More than likely. And I'm sure Memphis will let me know about it. But <laughs> let's see how it goes. Yeah, I, it sucks to be Memphis with all the travel that they have to do. But who knows? Maybe they'll enjoy, you know, the travel. I mean, but still, that's a long ways to travel. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. why not Indian? You know, did they pick one of the wealthier teams, you know, to do this to? Who knows? I don't know. So. Well, like I, like I mentioned earlier, uh, Memphis said in some sports uh, leagues, they get uh, put in, they get bundled with the Western conferences. I mean. The Memphis Grizzlies, for example, you know, we, we know how far east uh, Tennessee is, but yet they're put in the, the Western Conference in the NBA. So that's kind of a head scratcher to me. I mean, I don't know. I, I would think that there'd be a, a, a different team if they could have had make the move west. But, you know, those decisions are not made by us. They're not made by, by Republic FC. They're made by the big wigs over in Tampa. Yeah. Tampa. Yeah. Oh, anyhow. So that's that. That's the schedule. That's the conference alignment. That's our discussion about players. That's our chat about the U.S. Open Cup and the decision by U.S. Soccer Federation. And you know, we we gossiped a little bit about you know lamenting about players that have moved on or you know moved, oh, gone on from Sacramento. And well, w- there is one other item that I wanted to bring up as well, and this something that's uh, developed in the past couple of weeks, uh, but still staying within the realm of Central Valley soccer. Now, of course, we know as far as the WPSL league goes, we have the California Storm uh, that are playing. But recently, there was a brand new expansion team brought into the WPSL based out of Roseville, which is the Roseville Iron Rose FC. So they are actually going to be playing in, in Roseville. So that's pretty much the start of a new I-80 derby right there between the California Storm, who, who are based out of Davis, and then the Roseville Iron City FC, which just recently announced that they that they have teamed with Hummel, as far as their new kit par- uh, partnership goes. Kit has not been released as of yet, but they already have merchandise available, so with the Iron City FC, they, they're already taking down season ticket uh, requests. One level actually includes not only the scarf, but also a kit from, uh, from Hummel, so just the fact that they're throwing that in, I'm, I mean, if I were in a better situation, you know, I would definitely be making my uh, season ticket holder rounds. Hey, not to be outdone, but I got to tell you what happened to me. I renewed my membership with the California Storm. And the next thing, and I'm getting the email, please tell us what size you wear. And I'm like, going, what? What's going on here? Shirt mm-hmm. size. So I kind of gave them that information. Next thing I know, I get a box FedEx, like overnight. A nice Puma jersey, their black kit from the California oh. Storm. 
yeah, in a nice, yes, and a bunch of other stuff, a, a key ring, a you know, just a ton of cool tchotchkes and a nice hand pen note from Jamie. You know, it just couldn't have been better. And I would say that it was worth getting a season, you know, renewing my season. They just have one level. So renewing my season ticket paid in spades. Yeah, it's definitely a good time to support Central Valley soccer. I mean, especially with the uh, season ticket holders. I mean, I mean, let's not forget. We also have, yeah, sorry, a bit bit of a stumbling block. Uh, Let's also not forget that we have, you know, season ticket holders with the Stockton cargo. Now we can't forget about Stockton cargo, Haley, and also Academica SC. You know, they're still moving forward with the W league as well as the USL league Two. So that's always going to be good to watch. Now, just kind of going back to Iron Rose FC, they will also be putting in a men's league and men's league team in 2025. They're going to be joining the NPSL during that year. So they're they're also doing the academic thing eventually and having both a men's and women's club. That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, that's it's really good to see more teams here in Northern California. And yeah, I'm excited for another rivalry for, for the storm. They're, so they're just building up on the rivalries. They're building up on the rivalries, but if you look at who's coaching the California Storm, I'm bragging a little bit. It's Cece. Cece's there. She's co-coaching with Dave Lavoy. So they're going to have like this other dynamic duo. And Jamie did a great job. I, you know, now she's moved herself into the executive director role, which is basically she does everything else, but doesn't, ha- doesn't coach. And Cece to have Cece as her coach. I mean, come on. She's like a big name. I mean, like everybody knows who Cece is. Everybody in freaking Brazil mm-hmm. knows who Cece is. Everybody in California. If you've ever watched any bit of World Cup, you know, in the past, Everyone knows who CC is, and to have her as the head, you know, the co-coach, California Storm. Wow, that's just like fabulous. And it looks like Abby Fangold is back. You know, yeah, yeah. It's it's going to be a great year for uh, Central Valley Soccer. I mean, going to be a great year. Last last year, I mean, we we got uh, spoiled with both the Storm being in W League and WPSL, and and myself being able to go to the pretty much the semifinals of, of the WPSL out, out in Mesa. So that was always a treat. Uh, I still need to get to a home match, whether it be for the Storm, I, I, Iron Rose, Academic, or Cargo. I've got to squeeze it in somehow to get over there. I know I couldn't quite do it last year, but I've got to do something. We agree. We, You know, the world loves it when Jared touches, you know, when you touch down and... and attend a, a match it's it's like everybody kind of notices and they they really welcome you and louise same with you and you know here's hoping that you'll be able to attend more matches more home matches this season you know than you were able to last year i, I know you have a buddy that you get to come with now for for more of the matches and that makes it probably a heck of a lot more fun for you knowing that you have somebody for sure that will go to the matches with you yeah it definitely does and the goal is to go to more games not just Republic, but also, you know, WPSL, USLW, USL League One, League Two, right? And and so, uh, you know, hoping, hoping to be able to see more games. That's the goal. That's the goal. I know. But there's only so much time in a day and there's only so many days in the year and we still have all <laughs> of our other commitments. So it's kind of like, ah, mm-hmm. at, at <laughs> least we can, we can watch them. And by the way, it's just wonderful to have, to see you guys. 
just before the, you know, the big holiday on Monday, you know, if you celebrate Christmas just before that and just to see you guys and be able to say, you know, happy holidays and Merry Christmas to everybody out there. And I know Luis, you're going to be working hard to get this thing posted and Mm -hmm. edited and just really appreciate you. You guys, it's been a wonderful 2023 podcasting with you. You're my favorites. Mm -hmm. Don't let anybody say anything otherwise. That's yeah, definitely been a great year, and I hope it's going to be a great, great holidays for everyone as well. I mean, I, I know Luis has got a bit ahead of him, not not just the editing, but also recouping his uh, vocal cords. <laughs> but at least it happened after the vacation rather than during. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I am grateful for that. And, and of course, you know, Sharon. I mean, she she is just just busy, busy, busy year round. Unfortunately, some of the folks living around, uh, you know. Elk Grove, unfortunately, keep her too busy with with the cleanup. But at, but at least, but you know what? To, to counter that, she's just make making you know Elk Grove that much uh, brighter, that much cleaner. So it's definitely most most appreciated. Oh, you're so sweet. But it's a group effort. Trust me. There's so many people that are invested mm-hmm. with you know hashtag clean Elk Grove, right? But yeah, it's I I just happen to be pretty good at social media and putting movies together kind of a thing to document nothing compared to what's going on North of us with another group. They're doing massive stuff with, you know, pulling out over a million pounds of trash. That's never been touched. It's just amazing what's happening North of us. Yeah. But I digress. All right. right. Well, any last parting words, Sharon, Jared? Hey, let's kill it in 2024. I, you know, if, if our players are listening, Find a way, find a way to kill every match and just do your best. You know, I use kill in a slang way. You know, let's slay the opposite team. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) All these death words, (laughs) kill, slay, (laughs) crush. You're good. But uh, yeah, and just... Kind of going on one of the earlier topics. If Garber decides to pull some more brown butter, then I got some Depeche Mode to uh, to play for him. You know, let let me see him strip of D one sanctioning. But nonetheless, you know, twenty twenty four is going to be here as quickly as we know it. I'm still keeping my eye out for the Desert Showcase to see if we're getting invited back to Tucson in February. I'll be sure to let everybody know once I get word. And of course, as always, go Republic. Go Republic. Well, thanks to everyone for putting up with my voice that it's almost going to get lost here. (laughs) Glad that I'm still able to say some words here. (laughs) Next episode, it'll for sure be back. But just want to thank you, Sharon, Jared, again for a really great 2023. We've had a lot of amazing episodes, guests. I mean, it's, it's been quite great, right? All the things that we've done this year and just looking forward to next year and more coverage. We have a lot of ideas that we've been discussing. So uh, just looking forward to being able to get more of the teams in the Central Valley coverage and growing the sport that we love right here in the Central Valley, which is uh, our goal and has been always our goal since we started this podcast a few years back. So I hope everyone has a good holiday season. Happy holidays. And hopefully everyone has a good New Year's. And, you know, you'll catch us here at some time next year. Sometime maybe at the beginning of the month. And, you know, we're going to try our best and get some of those interviews that we we promised a few episodes back. And, you know, we'll have a few of them because our season or our home opener match 
isn't till beginning of March. So, you know, we still have plenty of time to have interviews. So keep an eye out for that because we will have some. I actually have one that will be scheduled next month. So that one's there for sure. So, all right. Well, everyone, have a good night or good morning whenever you might be listening to this. And you'll hear us next year here on State of the Republic podcast. Happy New Year and cue the music. So we got a few topics to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Can we just start singing Jingle Bells? I was like, yeah, wait, wait, is- I sipped the hot water. <laughs> <laughs> Did I catch you mid-sip? Sorry. Yeah, no, all good, all good. <laughs> and Podcast Cat is here. Just want to let everybody know she's here. The annoying one and the other annoying one is here as well. So I've got... Uh, just want to let y'all know, you know, the podcast cats are here. There's the big tank sitting in the in the chair. That's uh, Pasha the boy. And then right over here, thankfully, she's asleep and not trying to claw the jerseys on the wall. <laughs> so the cats are here. They're safe. They're good. This is a rare moment where they're actually in standby mode in, <laughs> instead of active mode. Oh, Jesus. I know. Thankful. Yeah, Thank it's not the usual recording time. That's why they're like, wait, they're recording on a Friday night? Yeah, <laughs> they know the difference. No, actually, I tired them out. I took them in the stroller and I hand delivered a bunch of holiday cards to my neighbors around my neighborhood. And I took my cats in the stroller. <laughs> I think that mentally exhausted them. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At least it was in dry weather. I mean, we just got socked with the monsoon out here in uh, in Avondale earlier than that. In fact, uh, just shortly after I had gotten home, because I went to the new uh, quick trip, uh, literally 20 minutes walk from my front door. Once I got in, it started letting loose in our back patio. I mean, I could hear it just starting to roar from our front, uh, our front room. I mean, we just go out to the back patio and you just see it just dropping buckets and buckets. Basically, we're getting your leftovers. You're welcome.